This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want your your take on two things. And let's start with the end of the first half and time management, getting down to uh, the two-minute warning, the plays that were run. And I had a chance to talk to Dan Campbell on Tuesday morning. And his reasoning, you know, they're, they're down at the Buffalo two trying to go in and score. And they run a couple of plays, first and second at the Buffalo – first and goal at the Buffalo two – with 2.08 left. And a lot of people are saying, why didn't they take it down to the two-minute warning, run a few more plays after that? And the more I look at it, and especially when I hear about Dan Campbell's reasoning, like you're on the two-yard line. If you can score on that first down play, then you score. They had all three timeouts. Yeah, You get an extra timeout with the two-minute warning. And, yes, I understand Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, how good they are at the end of the first half, at the end of the second half, and we've learned how good they are with 21 seconds left. But like, I, the more I think about it, I don't have as big of an issue with the clock management and trying to score on first down, even trying to score on second down and steal – that extra timeout to be able to get the ball back and maybe get another field goal. Yeah, I, d- I didn't have a huge issue with it because you understand the thought process there of Dan Campbell. You figure, hey, two minutes left. I think even Buffalo had all three timeouts, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they did. Um, you're already figuring that Buffalo's probably going to have enough time anyways. So I-, I totally get the thought process of trying to steal another possession before the end of half, knowing that – they get the ball coming out to start the third quarter as well. Um, but I thought at the time, you know, when when the game, the way that what game was going, you know, you're, you're kind of battling. You're up seven nothing. You're tied. Buffalo goes on to score, you know, fourteen unanswered. Um, you know, there there was a play there. I think it was actually where Von Miller got hurt, and they had a second and three at the nine. Um, with a chance to get a first down, they could have ran the clock out on that play. Uh, Instead, they run that play, uh, incomplete pass. Now the clock stops. Then you have another uh, play. I think it was DeAndre Swift where the play got reviewed. Clock starts running. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking on that second and three, actually, there was probably two – 236 left and they had you know 39 seconds on the play clock that to me was a situation where you run it down because now you're looking at more plays now you're looking at um hey you run it down okay we're facing second and three from the nine you know 
We pick that up. They're taking a timeout. Now we got three more plays. At least you're going to make them burn the timeout. Yeah. Um, so there, that, that for me felt like, hey, it's an opportunity to get in the end zone, um, you know, and, and tie that game up. But it's also an opportunity to get in the end zone and knowing you're going into halftime uh, pretty much with a tie ball game. Uh, right, because I, I think at that point you do the math. Buffalo would have probably had thirty some seconds left. Now we saw what he did at the end of the fourth quarter. <laughs> right. There's still a chance he gets the field goal. Um, but I didn't hate that one as much, only because I understood that you know Dan Campbell. Hey, he's got all three timeouts. You want you know? Let's see if the defense can get a stop. We get a stop on first down. Maybe we get a sack on second. You know, an incomplete pass, and we need one stop to get the ball back. Maybe we're going up. You know, seventeen, fourteen at the half. I get the I get the understanding, and uh, it it in my mind though it didn't really make a big difference in that game. Uh, Buffalo ended up going on a drive anyways. I think they only had to burn one of their timeouts, yep. which was after the sack, uh, and kicked a field goal. So um, that to me wasn't a turning point. I I, I really felt like. You know, the missed opportunities there. You talk about, you know, the, obviously the missed field goal should have been a chip shot for Badgley. It was like a 30-yarder. Um, you saw the fumble, you know, at midfield with yeah. Jamal Williams. I mean, you know, that's that's a point in that game where you got Turtles some momentum. Are always costly. You got some momentum. You know, that's probably taking points off the board. You look at the safety, uh, you know, that Jared Goff took. and Dude. I mean. <clears throat> I, I know people want to, they want to bash the play call. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with the play call no. I had a problem with the lack of athleticism with the, with the stat with the statuesque standing in your own end zone Dude, I do too it was like somebody grabbed his shoelace <laughs> and tied his shoes together and he just couldn't yeah get he just couldn't do anything ball. and to me it's an awareness thing like you know Big you have hard like you have Dan Skipper you know the protection you know he's one-on-one with that Oliver there's got to be a time clock in your head when you're standing in your own end zone now uh, did Skipper get beat like yeah he got beat inside on a good rush but that's the play that Jared Goff should be able at least be able to escape and get the ball uh, get rid of the ball right Um, and then the last play man I thought the last play the third and one was the difference in that game was Josh Allen's last throw and Jared Goff's last throw Jared Goff had DJ Chark open which probably would have been a touchdown uh, to give you a four-point lead with 20 seconds left and like all season we just haven't we he didn't connect on the deep ball you know, he, he put it in a bad spot. He put it four yards outside of the receiver when you don't throw a back shoulder fade when your receiver's got two steps on a defender. That's an over-the-top yeah. throw all day. Uh, and you look at Josh Allen's last throw. It was the one, you know, the first play uh, there with 20 seconds, 22 seconds, and he throws a rifle down to Stephon Diggs, and um, it was just a hell of a play. That turned out to be the difference in the game. But I don't, I don't think that there's any reason uh, to be dejected. You know, the, you battled a, a very good team for – you know, 60 minutes, and they had the ball last. They made one more play than you did. Yeah. Now, the other one that I think in in looking at your Twitter feed, um, I think you and I are in agreement with the, the third and one at the end of the game where Jared Goff drops back, tries to throw the ball to DJ Shark. It's incomplete, fourth and one. They kick the field goal to tie it up, and that left the 21 seconds on the clock for – Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Got your happy price, price line. For Josh Allen to go down uh, and create an opportunity to win the game, which they did. I didn't have a problem with them going for the kill shot. Um, I saw some of your reaction on Twitter. It didn't sound like you did. I don't want to put words in your mouth if you had a chance to, t- to, to think about that since then. But, you know, when when you're looking at the opportunity, you know, even though you missed a field goal earlier in the game, you're still within field goal range. Take that kill shot. Try and put a touchdown on the board because of the, the lack of time. Instead of allowing Josh Allen to get down in field goal range and win it or tie it up if you were to just kick the field goal, then, you know, go out there and win the game. Yeah. No, go I up st- four. I, I still feel like it was the the, the, the right call. Um, you know, and, and even looking back on that play, you had one-on-one coverage and, you know, St. Brown, maybe you could have hit him underneath for the first down. I don't know. They probably wouldn't have scored on that play. No. Um, you know, but there he was facing empty pressure. You know, they brought seven guys. You had six blockers. And you had to get rid of the ball quick. Um, but right there, I thought that was a chance. That was the best shot I, I thought they would have had uh, for the rest of that possession to take a shot at the end zone. Because even if you pick up the first down there, you know, you're burning a timeout. You got one timeout left with, what, 25 seconds. Uh, Buffalo's not bringing empty pressure, right? Yeah. They're going to back up and they're going to play defense. So there's a good chance, you know, you're you're going to play for a field goal anyways. I didn't think in that situation – you wanted to go against over into overtime against that team. No. I thought you got a look that you've probably practiced all season long. You knew Buffalo was bringing empty pressure on third and shorts and fourth and shorts. You get a guy one on one. He runs a great route. You just didn't connect. I think look if you want to have a conversation about you know trusting Goff in that situation, make that throw. I'll have that conversation. But as far as the play call. NFL quarterbacks should be able to throw a go route to wide receivers. And it just to me, it's been, it's not only that play, it's been all season. How many times have we seen that, uh, you know, with Chark early in the year? How many times have we seen that with Josh Reynolds, you know, yeah. where he's running a go route and the ball's, you know, three yards outside and the receiver's got to turn around two or three times to find it? Like there's just, there's no connection there. So if you want to talk about, you know, why do you trust Goff to make that throw where he hasn't made it all season? I get that. But, that was just a situation. We got a kill shot. They're going to give us a chance one on one. Let's see if our guy can make a play. And Jared Goff didn't. Well, and, and so here, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. And and about Goff and, and the fact that it was a bad throw. How much? I mean, we've been in meetings too, where you you hear coordinators, you you hear wide receiver coaches, tight ends coaches, uh, even more that when they see a blitz coming, like you got to look. You got to you. You got to look sooner than you normally would. Yeah, I I think that there's not a great pass, not on the mark, not even close. But as a receiver, when you look in and you see that they're bringing pressure, because it was no secret they were bringing pressure. They were up on the ball. Oh yeah. And you look in and you say, okay, they're bringing pressure. I might have to look a, a split second sooner. If DJ Shark recognizes the blitz, looks a little bit sooner, he could have made the adjustment to catch that ball for the first down. Probably. And, you know, when you watch it in live time, I thought, yeah, DJ Chark, when he ran the go route, he had his guy beat. Yeah. Uh, by the time he put his hand up, you know, uh, to signal golf that he was, you know, open, yeah. the ball was already in the air. So, yeah, that that's more of an awareness thing as well. You yeah. know, you, you tell your wide receivers all the time, um, you know, hey, if you see empty pressure, that ball's coming out quick, right? And even, you know, on the flip side – 
you know, I thought Buffalo played the play well because they knew that ball was coming out quick too. That's why you're getting man coverage. So it, it probably, you know what? I mean, <clears throat> DJ Chark missing what four weeks, four or five weeks. You yeah. know, not practicing, not being available on game day. You could probably talk. Maybe there's a little bit of lack of chemistry. Uh, you know, just a lack of practice reps on that throw between those two guys as well. But in my mind, I mean, I put it. You know, the quarterback he was facing empty pressure. But he still had enough time to adjust to what DJ Chark was doing. And I think even the coaches, you know, Dan Campbell said, yeah, Chark ran a good route. You know, he ran past his guy. Um, Goff, you just expect an NFL quarterback to to adjust yeah. to what your receivers are doing and, and make a play.